that'll lead me into getting started with just some updates on our players. Uh, that was Montel. I just got off the phone with him. He is actually going to undergo surgery tomorrow uh, for that shoulder. It, it just isn't responding like we thought it would. So we're going to go ahead and get it fixed, uh, which will get him healthy for you know next season and be able to kind of move forward instead of that thing continuing to linger. So uh, I, I literally just got off the phone with him walking in here. Uh, we had a couple other guys that were banged up. Ryan Willis was banged up um, really previous to that first half. Uh, like I said, really tough guy, but he moved around a lot better yesterday than what I thought he was going to move around. That's good. I, I, I think that he'll continue to progress. Um, you know, check with me later in the week because uh, I'll, I'll see a little bit more today. Um, you know, those groins are a little bit finicky, so and he's got kind of a, a strain on both sides. But he's a tough kid. He's moving around good. One other guy, Brian Peters, uh, he tweaked his elbow in pregame. And he tried to go throughout the game for a little while, and then he – he came out. Um, I'm, I'm, I don't think he's going to make it this week. We'll see. We'll see how he responds. But he's, he, uh, he, he tweaked that elbow pretty good. So we'll see how that thing goes from there. Other than that, it's, about the, it's really the injury report's about where it was uh, from last week in terms of the guys that are completely out. Uh, if you have any other specific questions, we can, I can uh, address those during this, uh, this media session. So let's take it away. How about Jordan? Uh, Jordan might, he's still kind of, we're, we're not totally sure yet. Today's going to be a big deal. We know that most of his stuff is gone. He still has a little bit of symptoms. We're going to see how he does today. Probably not hitting today, but uh, we'll see. He, he, uh, he had a pretty pretty good knock on that head. So uh, we want to be very careful with that. I mean, it's something I take very seriously. My family's obviously lived close to that. Uh, my wife you know, you guys have heard that story before, so we're very, very careful with uh, concussion protocol. What do you do, uh, regardless of how Ryan progresses or not? Uh, it sounds at least you know favorable right now, but, but what do you do with Keaton or, or TJ and, and getting them ready just in case? Well, you you do exactly what you said. You got to get them ready, um, and the the thing that you get a little bit bit of an advantage for is that you do know that. Um, Ryan is a little bit banged up. So with that being said, as you go into planning, you know that you have to have your Perry plan, you have to have your TJ plan, and you got to be able to rep all those things and get them to where they're going to be sufficient in the ballgame. Uh, so that's really what you do. You go into it. It gives us a little bit of an advantage knowing that he is tweaked because now we know we really need to put some extra reps on him. Have you uh, had a chance to talk to your team about all this going on in Missouri? You know, I have not yet, but we. This is certainly going to be a great opportunity for us to do so. We, you know, we do, we do a ton of training with our guys. We we really think one of the most powerful things that you can do for your players when they when they become student athletes is to educate them on the things that could come in front of them, the things that they're going to see, and how they they might be able to best react when they come across those things. Uh, we just got done off of a series of uh, texting and driving that we spent a week and a half, actually two weeks on, brought in guest speakers after I was watching a 30 for 30 going out to practice of a Memphis kid that had a wreck and he was paralyzed. And I just looked at that, that video and went, we need to talk to our guys about that because it's something that all of us maybe do. We not, may not want to admit it, but <laughs> we do it and it could change our lives in a heartbeat. And this is another thing that now – uh, you know, with the awareness, it's a fairly new story, but what, what a great opportunity for us to really talk to our guys about uh, celebrating diversity and the things that come along with, with, with that. And, um, you know, it, it's, a, it's, it's just another one of those things that our kids, 
in this day and age are uh, they're they're being exposed to and and we need to be able to educate them on how to handle things and I think the best thing for us and the big message for me is going to be the example that's set by our administration our chancellor they do a tremendous job of communicating we communicate so well on this campus and we encourage our guys to communicate we encourage our guys our men our women everyone in our facility to communicate talk to one another to have open dialogue and to be able to communicate and we prove that every day by making sure that those doors are open on that first floor it is a it is a very friendly place on the we recommend daily come see us get to know us we want to know them more than just the football players so it's going to be a, a great opportunity for us to talk to our team were you impressed with the missouri players the way they banded together Stopped a, a starvation strike for one thing. Yeah, you know, um, I, I I don't know everything about the details of what went on, but you know, as as a coach, you're you are aware of what's going on on social media. I think that's one of the things that that really has kind of uh, strengthened the voice, I guess, uh, uh, so to speak, of a student athlete nowadays. Is even more than usual is the way that social media can send the message out so quickly and so broad. So. Uh, obviously, I saw that, and you know, I think the big thing that I really liked about that was it was a team. It was a team effort, and and uh, you know, it's one of those deals that I don't know all of the all of the specifics, but seeing Coach Pinkle get involved and, and the team doing that, I think it was a uh, it was a really good thing to see that team stick together. Maybe you sort of mentioned this, but I guess college athletes with social media and all that stuff, they kind of have more power than than ever before. Um, is that something you address with your team or, or, or discuss or? Well, I think first of all, I'm not sure that they do have more power than ever. I think that the the the, the use of social media has really kind of helped get the word out a little bit better than it maybe it has. You know, I've been doing this for 25 years, and there's not a whole lot that you haven't seen over your 25 year period that uh, deals with student athletes. Uh, that these type of of things have have happened before. I just I know, notice now that really you're able to kind of approach a broader spectrum of people now, and it makes it kind of help help accelerate it a little bit more. And also, I think you know our young people are, are smart people. They're handling things in a little bit more of a mature manner, maybe, or a professional manner nowadays. They're trying to do things. Uh, they're they're brilliant kids. There's a lot of really smart guys out there, and they're trying to do things. I think the right way with the way that they handle themselves. I think that's kind of helping helping their cause. That's an interesting point. You've seen a lot of things, and probably a lot of things stayed in-house. They didn't get outside of the, you know, the football offices or, or the football program. Um, because of social media, it's hard to keep secrets anymore, to keep things inside. Is that what you really have to be prepared for, and you know, for, for you know, trouble or some internal problem getting out and right. then having to deal with it? Yeah, I think you do. And I, that's one reason that we are... Uh, as a as a as a program as a whole, we we over communicate. We we will try to talk to our team about anything that we're doing and why. We don't just say, "Go run 19 miles." We'll tell you why we're doing that and how it's going to relate to your success and why it's good for you. So we try to explain to our guys why we're doing what we're doing, not only to make sure that they feel comfortable with it, but to empower them as to how come it's going to help them. You know, and I think that's really a big deal is making sure that you communicate and that we have open door policies and that we understand where people are coming from. Listen, one of the greatest things about being a college football player or a student is that we come from all different walks, walks of life. Uh, 
And I can just tell you in my story alone that when I got to college, I realized real quick that I could now become anything I wanted to become. How cool is that? You know, when you grow up in the same town your entire life, it's really cool. But you grow up there for 10 or 12 years, you kind of get stuck in your section and people keep you there. But man, when I went off to college, it took me a few months to realize, hey, nobody's judging me. I can be anything I want to be now, which is a pretty cool deal. You know, I think that's something that you got to celebrate. And you get around a bunch of different people, you see a lot of different perspectives, and I think it does nothing but sharpen us. It helps us become better folks. Coming up, you know, on, on Trey and Steven, I, well, I know you were saying on Saturday, but um, outside of that, they can back this week and that sort of thing. Man, those two dudes practiced their rear ends off yesterday. Thought they did a great job. Came out there and, you know what, they, they uh, both of them, we're held accountable, and we move on. That's the way it works. Uh, they're not going to be held any more accountable than they were the other day. Uh, they're going to be back in there, and they're going to be a big part of what we do. Like I said, we love them. We love them enough to hold them accountable. Um, and those guys, both, I know they understand it. And, I mean, both of them practiced really well yesterday. Watching film, most encouraging and most discouraging part about the Texas game for you? Most encouraging thing is, um, as I watch the tape, man, I see us getting better in some areas. I really do. Very encouraging and exciting. Makes you uh, – sometimes you think it's going to be tough Sunday morning getting up and rolling until you get done watching that tape on the way back from the plane and you're like, man, I can't wait to get back in there because we're this close to being that much better. Um, and I think our guys see that too, which is good. Uh, most discouraging thing is knowing that you had a chance and you had guys maybe on the ropes there for a little while and you weren't able to hang on to it and close it out. Uh, but once again, it's a still a learning process for us. Uh, our guys, I mean, I loved the look in their eye yesterday. They were engaged. They, I think they see themselves getting better. You know, guys, the truth of the matter is we have a long way to go. We started a long ways away, and it's a long journey. We have a long way to go. But, you know, we thank God every day that we're not still where we were, that we're where we are today going to get a little bit better today, and we're going to continue working to close the gap. So much of this season you've mentioned week after week after week is just those freshmen getting reps, getting live action, getting a feel for what it takes out there. Are you starting to see those guys, you know, not be freshmen anymore? I mean, again, I come back to Dorrance, and he looks like one of your best players right now. It's not your best guy. He's getting after the passer and that kind of thing. I mean, is that showing up more and more, and, and is that kind of the, the vision you had, the way it was going to unfold, or Absolutely. You know, I got in the car yesterday with my daughter, Avery. She's been driving for about seven months now, something like that, eight months. The first time I got in the car with her, I was scared to death. <laughs> and I, I was pretty much convinced that she did not see past the hood. <laughs> and I needed one of those brakes, to be honest with you. Uh, got in the car with her yesterday, and it's amazing what that experience has done for her. Now, we don't want to ever get complacent, obviously, but, guys, in my mind, it's the same thing. I mean, Tyrone Miller, I talked to him yesterday. We were standing in the stretch lines, and, and I said, hey, man, how much more comfortable do you feel now from the first snap you took against South Dakota State? He's like, Coach, I can't even believe that I was out there. You know, I mean, and talking to Ben Goodman yesterday, in the leadership council, I mean, I said, look, tell these guys what it was like as a freshman to now. And he, he just, he was very eloquent in the way he said it. He said, you know, the first, my first year, I was trying to figure out what to do. And then it was figuring out how to do it. And now it's how to attack them. 
I know what that tackle's doing now because his leg's a little bit further back or he's got a slight bend in his front knee. Those things all tell you things when you're a freshman. You just you don't have the benefit of that experience. So they're getting better day by day. Um, first game, you know, we're playing against uh, some guys that had more experience than we did, even though uh, they were not an FBS opponent. I mean, it, but they had more experience than our guys did. Uh, our guys – have continued to get better, and now we're competing. We're competing in areas, which is good. We still got a long way to go, though. What, what are some small victories you saw in the film? Guys like Dorrance, uh, starting to play with some confidence and really talking out there to the team, talking, watching him talk to people on the sideline instead of kind of going in his shell and just trying to survive. Um, watching him do that. Watching guys like Darius Crawley catch a ball over, the, over, the, over his outside shoulder and see it all the way to the tuck when the safety is bearing down on him, and I mean smacked him. But he made a great play. Those are just things that we continue to build those habits every day, and then you see them carry over, and we're able to come in here and go, D, look at that. You guys look at this. He didn't catch the ball. He redirected it to the tuck. And as a result, the same ball that he dropped a couple weeks ago, he caught that there. And it's really just a, a, it's, it's really a product of our, of our habits, building those habits, doing it over and over again, um, seeing some of those things. And, you know, but likewise – you know, talking to Fish yesterday, just one play, the 93-yard run, he said something really smart. He said, you know, the play after that, I walked up to one of my guys and said, hey, listen, you're going you're gonna to spill this and you're boxing it. I mean, this safety knows all these terms for these guys in front of him. But he was able to play comfortable because he knew they knew what to do then. On that previous play, I'm not sure he completely trusted that he was going to come under, that guy was going to spill it. And those things slow guys down a little bit. He's trying to do a little bit too much, so everybody has to do their 111th. The stuff's starting to take hold. It really is. You know, I mean, we're kind of winding down towards the end of the season here, but as coaches, man, we wish we had 10 more right now. We need 10 more to close that gap. But we have what we have, and we're going to go into an opponent this week that's going to be – they're going to be angry. Uh, they're talented as all get out. Uh, that guy was a Heisman Trophy candidate for a reason and still is. He's a ridiculously good player. Uh, the receiver it may be as good as I've seen in a long time. He reminds me a lot of some of those guys I played against last year in the SEC, that Amari Cooper. I mean, this guy's good now. He's good. He's strong. He's got great hands. Uh, he can run. He is a very good player. And then they've got, they've got one of the fastest little dudes I've ever seen, I think from Neville, Louisiana or something, Tur Turpin kid. Uh, that kid can fly. I mean, they got a bunch of ways they can hit you, a bunch. And I think you got to find a way to pick what you're going to slow down and then try to react to some of the others uh, because you can't stop all of it. you just got to manage it. Oklahoma State did a great job against them. I mean, they really did. They had a good plan and they executed it. We're going to have to do the same thing. What they do uh, as far as making him a Boykin uncomfortable, and, and, I mean, how, how do they have success with that? Because he's obviously, like you said, he can hit you so many ways and he's so talented. Well, as good as those guys are at TCU, and I know you guys have heard me talk about Sonny, you've heard me talk about Doug Meacham, you've heard me talk about uh, Rusty, those guys are as good as there are in the game. There's some really good football coaches in this conference, and I talked about it the other day. Glenn Spencer is a really good <coughs> defensive coordinator. I think he did a nice job of mixing up looks. I'm not sure that maybe they knew some of the things that they were going to get. Some of the pictures may have been a little bit different. I think that causes guys problems. They mixed it up between three down and four down, and – uh, they had a good plan, and you could tell that they were in the right spots and they made plays when they needed to. You obviously don't have the same personnel that Oklahoma State does, but do you have time to, to look at that film and go, well, let's, let's try to do some of that? Uh, 
Well, I think you gotta you gotta be real careful straying about, away from what you do. But the good news is we you know we're a team that we've always done that. We slid between three down and four down. Um, you know, Clinton, Clinton, those guys were exclusively a three down front last year. So we kept some of those elements in what we do. So we have the ability to do that. Now, whether we choose to use that or not this week, we'll just have to wait and see. Not sure if I'm going to tell you that. <laughs> but there's, uh, you know, the, we have the things in our arsenal to be able to to be able to do the things we want to do to be able to play against these guys. It's just going to come down to us executing better than they execute. they got some good players now. We're going to have to make some plays at key points. I think that's going to be big. And our guys are starting to get more, more confidence in them. And that as we do that, we're going to start doing the things that we probably haven't done, which is make plays. I think there's a thing that's really been missing there, and we started to make a few last week. We've got to make more. It's sometimes overrated, but, but how much can Kenny help you? I mean, he was there. You know, he knows these guys inside and out, obviously. Right. Well, I think he can help you a lot. I mean, there's a lot. But once that, once that uh, whistle's blown and that ball is snapped, at that point, it, it's up to those guys to, to execute. Now, the, the thing that, you know, guys help you with a little bit is obviously understanding what the mindset is, you know, and what they're trying to get accomplished. It's very similar to when, you know, when we play tech and we play these guys. I mean, the air raid, I basically know the principles of it. So just kind of having an idea of how they're trying to attack you in different fronts and coverages is, I think it can be helpful. But, man, you got to be real careful trying to play too much of that because you can get, get your eyes in the wrong spot in a hurry and get in trouble. So we're going we're gonna to rely on continuing to build our fundamentals, play fundamentally sound football, read our keys, react, get to the football and make plays. Was that interception for Keaton on that, he was a favor on the, on, the, on the right side, was that a kind of a teaching moment for him or did you talk to him about that at all? If it was, Absolutely. It was a it was a big time teaching moment. The first thing is you just went in the game. Uh, we didn't give you the, the freedom to just go check. <laughs> so he, he made a check there. Uh, but the thing I like about that is he felt like he saw something, you know, and if the guy puts it on a line there, he might have been able to make something happen. And you guys know me. I'm an open book when I talk about stuff like that. But Keaton is he's one of my players, but he's also like family to me. I mean, I've been been around him for a long time. So I can talk to him a little bit differently than other people can. But, you know, when, when we talked on the sideline, you know, he, he put the guy on a little bit of a double move, move play and it gave the safety time to react over there. And when you're doing double moves, you can't hold the safety with your eyes. And that's how the safety got over the top and made the play. So I think that was a good, good thing for him to learn. We talked a little bit right after that. I said, listen, there's one area where they're one-on-one. So if you get this chance again, if you go to that one area, I think you'll find success. And he did it and he scored. So, you know, the good news is he kind of learned from there and, and he kind of applied it and moved forward. What's the, what's the back and quarterback situation? I guess behind Willis, what's the plan? Is this practice, practice like you? Yeah, uh, we, after that, you know, we've got Keaton and uh, obviously TJ, and after that it's probably going to be Coach Likens, and then I think i still got a few throws left in me, to be honest with you. <laughs> we, we don't have a lot left. I mean, you know, I say we don't. We've got three guys. We'll, we'll be fine. We'll be fine. Um, you know, if something were to happen and we had to get to an, another guy at that point, we've got some plans for that, but we're not going to say anything about that for right now. Are they kind of in a war situation? I know last week I think you said. Yes, absolutely they are. Sense. For the matchup, is it? Absolutely, or I mean, it just depends. You know, uh, hey, listen, those guys at TCG, you know, Keaton too. <laughs> he was there last year. I mean, he throws the ball well, but he 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 gives us a little bit of of element running the football too. So um, he's a you know, in that particular game, he gave us some things that we needed 
in the quarterback run game that we wanted to do with him there. And TJ's not – he's not a real quarterback run guy. So that's what our plan was at that point in the game. So we went ahead and went with Keaton at that point. So they are or. Two more. How about that? <laughs> No, I think he might be. Uh, I think he might be. I think he might be. Well, um, once again, I don't want to comment on, on those things till I know. Um, I probably should spend more time kind of getting getting to know whether he is or not, but I, we, we're just so busy on trying to get ready to play. Uh, just with the information that I've got, I think it looks pretty good, pretty promising for him, but we'll see. We're, we're important on the quarterback this year. I mean, you guys have a lot of great offenses. Man, he's good. I mean – he got to be as good as we played. Uh, I, I really like the Rudolph kid at Oklahoma State because I think he's done it time and time again. But I, I tell you what, as far as talent goes, man, this guy is really talented. I mean, he can sling it. He can run it. He is He's what those guys that go to New York look like because I've seen them firsthand. He is that kind of a player, really good player, and great kid. I know him, know his family, recruited him. He played for one of my coaches at MacArthur. I didn't get him, so obviously I didn't do a very good job. Is he similar – Style quarterback to Johnny. Yeah, he might be. Um, yeah, I mean, he can do. He does a lot of things with his feet to extend plays. Uh, he's got a strong arm now. This guy's got a cannon. Uh, Johnny does too. It's just deceptively different. But it's this guy's got an unbelievably strong arm. I think this kid. He uh, he does a good job operating the offense. He really does. Johnny did a nice job of doing that too. But he was so athletic, he could just kind of get out and run. And this kid does that on occasion. But he will make you hurt if you are in the wrong coverage and he can put the people in the right spot, then he, he can make a throw on a dime. He drops a – I just just left a while ago. He drops a post into their number two receiver last week and the guy drops it, hits him right in the face, and there's three people around. I don't know how he got the ball in there, but that's how good of a player this guy is. I'm like, wow, look at that throw. And the DBs, they were right there and they couldn't touch it, and it hit this kid right in the face. He is a, he's a talent, man, a real talent. Don't count him out. Or that Heisman race yet. Just don't count him out because this, this dude's really good. Thank you, guys. Appreciate it.